Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Yeah, we have to be like, stop talking, stop talking, record this before we <laughs> waste our thoughts Yep, that are hard to replicate. You can't waste them. Uh, what why is, is going it, on? Why is it that? <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> I was just going to uh, say what's going on, besties, and uh, welcome to the Best Life oh. Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jill Coleman. And I am one of your hosts, Danny You J. look really nice. Did you do your makeup? Thanks. I just put brown eyeliner on the bottom. I think that's the main difference. Wow. Look at you. I was just saying off air that I feel like I look so fucking tired. And I just think it's my face I, now. Yeah. Fucking. I got like nine hours hell? of sleep. I don't, I don't know. know. And I worked Maybe out. Maybe it's too much. <laughs> it's too Maybe much. It's too much Actually on that. So I just posted. This is fucking wild. So. I just posted on my stories just a picture of myself at the gym, like a recent picture. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit tighter now. I said, um, I've only changed two things. One is I've, I've cut back a little bit on wine. And the other is that I'm just increasing my step count. And then I was like, you know, at 42, I'm still lifting weights and, go, you know, trying to get nine hours of sleep and eating protein or whatever. Some response, a lot of people responded with like, you know, about how you eat and stuff like that. But one person was like, how can the average person get nine hours of sleep? And I'm like, is it my job to educate? (laughs) I just wrote back and I go, I'm not a sleep expert. I go, some people don't need nine hours. For me, I do. I said, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why people can't sleep nine or don't get into bed or whatever. I'm like, it's so weird to me that someone can see a post from like, I don't want to say an influencer, but someone who's saying like, hey, this is what I do. And then they automatically assume yeah. they have to do it or else I'm like, you don't have to sleep nine hours. And if you can, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Get into bed earlier. Right. I get to bed at fucking eight o'clock. <laughs> so funny enough, I actually woke up this morning and I told Jeff, I've been having a hard time falling asleep lately, not staying asleep, but just falling asleep. And that's never been an issue for me. I don't know if this is a perimenopausal thing or what, oh, but I just, I feel like I'm laying there and then I, I can, you know, you can hear when somebody else falls asleep, like their breathing changes. So I'm like, well, he's asleep and I'm not yet. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's strange. And it's not like my thoughts are racing or anything like that. I'm just laying there bored, fucking bored. Do you like read or something? <laughs> I, like I usually sleep. read. No, it usually puts me asleep. Well, like 10 milligrams of THC and then. I usually fall asleep pretty, but I wake up in the middle of the night for like 30 minutes or so. And I just been starting to read on my tablet, like in dark mode or whatever. And then I fall asleep like right after. Just got to stay in bed for a long time. Just just like it's a marathon, like stick it out, like just stay in there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I stay and I refuse to get on my phone because I think that'll keep me up. But I just, I feel like it's taking me longer to fall asleep. It probably takes me 10 minutes, but I feel like before I could just close my eyes and be out in two minutes. (laughs) For a lot of people, it takes like an hour, an hour every single night to fall asleep. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like an hour, but it's probably not. It's probably 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your adrenals are probably online. That's good. Yeah, they should be. No, I think my cord, uh, yeah, I think I'm, my adrenals are completely tanked by 8 p.m. (laughs) <laughs> just fall right asleep. 
but hormones are oh, weird. Oh my God. Yeah. I actually had a dream today that I realized in the middle of the dream, I woke up, but I wanted to go back to sleep and fix it. So I had snuck into a house that was my grandma's old house and I thought nobody was there. And then suddenly an, a dog started barking and I was like, shit. And I saw an old man, he was going to get up and I, I was going to sneak out the front door. And then I woke up realizing this was fake. But then I was like trying to rationalize what I needed to tell that guy why I was in his house. And it kept me up for like 20 <laughs> minutes because I wanted to go back into the dream and fix it and not get in trouble by this dude and not freak him out. So I was like, what should I tell him? Should I go out the front door? Should I pretend I wasn't here? Like our minds are so ridiculous when we have those kind of things. Or, you know, mm -hmm. like you, you have a dream, someone's cheating and you wake up and you're pissed at your partner or something. Mm -hmm. And it like all, all day you're going through stuff in your head. But that was me last night. I woke up in this weird scenario and I wanted to go back and fix it. So the guy wasn't upset. Like this guy does not exist, but I was very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dreams are so weird. <laughs> So what are we talking about today? Oh, well, actually, I was listening to a podcast last week with uh, someone who was interviewing Whitney Cummings, and I had never really like followed any of her stuff. She's a female comedian, and she was on this podcast, and the title actually grabbed my attention. I think I actually even send it to you. It was said something mm -hmm. about like, what was it? It was something about, you know, what what's wrong with women today or something like that. And I was like, this doesn't sound like, like I was like, I need to investigate, especially because it's like you're interviewing a woman. So I was like, oh, I wonder what she has to say. And mm -hmm. um, she basically used this term or they used this term on the podcast. The podcast was with Chris Williamson, who I have mixed feelings about. Um, but the podcast, in the podcast, they mentioned this um, concept called digital modesty. Chris definitely toes the line. He's like very like kind of more traditional family values. Like he's always very much like talking about how women aren't having kids these days. And meanwhile, I'm like, it's just weird to me that he has like a dog in the fight. He just seems very like on this kick of like the population is decreasing and women aren't having kids and like men aren't getting laid and like all these kind of just these big sort of sweeping statements we've been seeing. Oh, it says what's wrong with modern women? And I was like, ew, mm. what's this? So anyway, mm -hmm. they use this term digital modesty. And the idea behind it is um, Whitney was saying, you know, I am like a stand-up comedian. You know, all my 20s was all about career and like building that and, you know, being in a traditionally male-dominated career. You know, she has all of these kind of um, videos on her social media about like, you know, just like dirty stuff or gross stuff or, you know, inappropriate stuff as a as a comedian does. And she was saying, you know, I'm about to have a baby. She was pregnant on the show. And I don't, she didn't mention that. I think she did it herself. Like, I don't think it was, um, I don't think she's a partner, but she kind of was mentioning in the episode that she's trying to find the right partner for her. And she's like, there's no way I would have attracted the right person for me in my twenties or even in my early thirties, because I just wasn't ready. And she was kind of talking about how she was very driven and sort of had like more of a masculine energy and wasn't really in her feminine and kind of some of the you talked about on this podcast. And she just said, you know, if you're serious about finding a long-term partner, you need to make sure that your social media reflects that. She's like, and used as an example, she's like, you know, I go back and I have to like delete some of the the reels that I have or the TikToks I have on like queefing and stuff like that. Where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> what I want my future husband to like see these. Yeah. And so digital modesty was this idea of like, you don't have to share every single thing on your social media. And 
are you, if you're serious about you're not using social media, you're using social media to find a partner potentially, does your social media reflect, is the content in line with the kind of person that you would be looking at? Of course, I thought immediately of the kind of stuff you and I were posting back in 2016, 2017, when we were just going out all the time and traveling and drinking and just doing all of that. And I'm like, yeah, we were definitely like more party girl. My views were up for sure (laughs) over what they are now. Uh, But yeah, that probably didn't attract the, the kind of person that you would want to attract. Yeah. So I actually just finished listening to the Paris Hilton memoir because you mentioned it on the last podcast. So I started listening to it on the way. It was so good. I was like embarrassed. I I definitely would recommend it. (laughs) No, it's super good. It it went me, it went me, it got me going down a rabbit hole of like looking at all of Paris Hilton stuff, looking at her age, her husband, you know, her sister. I'm like, I need to watch the documentary. I need all to watch all the things. But, and I even told Jeff, he should listen to it. I feel like they would really relate because mm-hmm. he went away to a school. He went away to a school and a lot of ADHD stuff. But she also mentioned how she was getting a little older. She was partying a lot, going to a lot of, going to a lot of events, traveling, traveling, traveling. And she said she wanted to have a family and her sister made a comment of like, if you really wanted to, you, you know, you'd figure it out. And if, meaning like she wouldn't keep traveling and doing all the things if she was really trying for a partner. And she ended up meeting this guy and lockdown happened. So that made it really easy to not travel. But there is something about when we are looking for a potential long-term partner, we do act a little different, I believe, at least I personally did, than maybe when we're in our wild child phase or not giving a fuck about what anybody's doing. Because what you want from someone who is going to be more stable long-term is not the same thing as like a one-night stand or a sling. Like there's people... I'm sure you and I have like either hooked up with or spent some time with that. We would never entertain a long-term relationship, but we would have entertained a night or two or a couple of, you know, things with them. I know for me, um, during the time I was single, I was reposting, um, inappropriate picture Friday. And there was a guy that I did like a little bit more and he was definitely put off by it. And I really thought about that. Like he can't like me for me. But it's also, it was one of those kind of polarizing things where it might not be attractive to the kind of guy who's maybe looking for a long-term partner on his side. He's like, I'm not sure if I want my girl posting bikini selfies or posting, you know, dick jokes on the internet or talking about queefing or whatever those things are. So there's something to it. I really think there is something to it where you've got to clean up your, your online profile a little bit if you are either starting to be interested in a long-term relationship or or looking for one. I remember when I was um, single and going on dates, like I wouldn't even tell the people I was on dates with what my social media was because I was just kind of like, I don't know. It's not for you. Like I was kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. so, but it's hard because, you know, if someone wants to find you, they're going to find you. So it's like, you can not give it, but I mean, if they want to, it's not that hard to find. So, you know, and it's hard because for you and I, we have traditionally used it for business, but so much of what we shared when we were going through separation and divorce and being single was that like sort of single girl party life. And I don't regret it by any means because it was true and it was honest. But I think back then that was just where my head was at. So, but I, so I didn't see like, how is this coming off to a potential 
mate or partner. I didn't care about that. And I wasn't even in the headspace for wanting that. I wouldn't even know what that would even look like. And so I was under the impression of like, oh, this makes us look fun and interesting to our followers. And like, they want to see where we're going and what we're up to and who we're with. And, you know, it was more about showcasing just like the fact that you have a lifestyle business and you can travel and you meet cool people and, you know, you're at different parties and like, you know, just you and I going to, we, we did a lot of networking those years. We were at a lot of events those years. And my, like I said, my views were way up because I was just doing more in general. But I don't know. I think if I had attracted a partner at that time, it definitely wouldn't would have been someone who had the same lifestyle. It would have been someone who was also a partier, who was also you know living yeah. kind of a faster life. And I don't know that long term I would want to be with someone like that. Just as I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of people who are interested in you or me at that time, but were like, oh, like. But it's funny because I didn't even think about that when we were single. I wasn't as like, is this coming off bad to a partner? That didn't even cross my mind. I just want to mention, you know, being January and all, I know lots of folks have like resolutions or goals and I don't necessarily have that exact like specific goal. I've had this one thing that I've been really want to work on this year and that is my focus. So if you're like me, even when you're doing your best to concentrate on work or creating content, you're just not always 100% focused and you're not getting everything done as efficiently as you need to. And I found a pretty good solution, maybe the perfect solution. Uh, It's a little shot called Magic Mind. It is the perfect blend of adaptogens for stress and nootropics for your brain and like clarity. I've been long sharing the benefits of ashwagandha and rhodiola and how they helped me heal my body through my adrenal fatigue and crash. And those are two of the main ingredients in Magic Mind, which I love. And so far in 2024, Jeff has been completely skipping coffee in the morning and only taking a Magic Mind shot. He said his focus has been amazing and he's not having any caffeine you know, crashes. So whether you add it to your morning routine like me or try and replace your coffee completely, but you still want that focus and alertness, I recommend you try Magic Mind. And right now, because of it's January, uh, they want to help you gear up and crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions. So you can get one month free when you're subscribing for three months at magicmind.com slash Jan Best Life like January. So magicmind.com slash Jan best life. You'll get one month free if you're subscribing for three months. And with the code best life 20, that's an extra 20% off, which it gets you basically 75% off. It only lasts until the end of January though. So hurry up before it goes away. Magicmind.com slash Jan best life. No, definitely didn't cross my mind either. And you're right. I feel like if we had been if we had connected with someone on that level, they would have been doing the same or similar thing. And is that sustainable long-term? I don't know. Or I don't know. I guess when I met Jeff, we were doing a lot of that traveling, drinking, and, and but we both had to change at the same time together. If he was still partying, traveling, or I was still doing that lifestyle, I think it wouldn't work for us because we're not on the same page. But if we both were, I think that still works. You know, I think it's just about where you both are at the same time. And so it's like, what are you looking for? What do you want? And then try to attract that. In fact, we had Elena Cardone on the podcast and she was talking about writing the list. And we've talked about this and there's a lot of people who talk about writing a list of what you want in a partner. And then her flip was now to look at that list and say, am I all of these things? Or what kind of things do I need to be to attract that? And so I think it ultimately comes down to 
what kind of person do you want and what kind of person are you being to attract? So if you're posting some crazy queefy stuff (laughs) and you want a partner who is like open-minded, loves you for who you are, thinks that shit is funny, then by all means be you, like do it. But if you're looking for, you know, the father of your children, who's very conservative, like that's probably not going to be the stuff he wants to tell people he's dating you because his mom's going to look at yourself and be embarrassed. Right. So I think ultimately it depends on what you want to attract and then how do you become the person that you want to attract. And if those don't match up, that's when you got to start looking at your social media and how that might be showing up. I don't even think you necessarily need to go back and delete it. I'm more about like slamming on all the new stuff. So you have to scroll back really far to find it. (laughs) But if you feel like you need to hide it, sure, by all means, hide it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said about that. But again, to your point about the creating the list of things and then turning it around on you, so much of this comes down to self-awareness. I think it's easy Mm -hmm. to be like, I want someone who's tall, who's successful, who's, you know, smart, who's a provider, who has never married before, like have all of these list of things without going like, am I actually an attractive partner to this person, right? I'm attractive partner to someone, but am I attractive? Am am I an attractive person to this type of person? And that goes to your point about like, what are you trying to attract? And it just is, it was an interesting insight because I was like, oh, this seems so common sense, but yet it was not at all what I um, thought about in those times. And then, you know, it's even like interesting to to think about right now, what would someone think about looking at my social media? You know, it's like, and again, it's not about like, at least for me right now, it's obviously not about attracting a partner because it really is just for business. And am I attracting my right client? Am I attracting the, mm. I work mostly with women. Am I attracting the women who, with the energy that I'm bringing, you know, is that attractive to the type of client that I want to? And this is again, like a business lesson, right? It's like how you show up. Shantae always says, we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. And so mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, how are you using social media? And if you are dating, you have to realize that whether or not you give someone your social, they're going to find it <laughs> if they want to. And so, yeah. you know, are you proud of how you're showing up? Are you feeling like this is, you're showing up in a way that don't, don't not be authentic, obviously. You don't have to change your entire personality or people please or whatever. To your point about inappropriate picture Friday, Jeff would probably think that's hilarious. You know, like that's, you know what I mean? Like he probably wouldn't think twice about something like that. But it's just interesting to ask, is this the public persona that I want out there? And then if not, then how can I still be true to me and not change my entire personality? Because that's manipulation, right? Trying to pretend you're someone you're not. But, um, you know, if I am in a position to look for a long-term partner and I really want this list of amazing qualities – Am I am I showing up as the person who's going to attract that? Yes or no? And digital modesty, I, like I felt like was a little bit different. Digital modesty was more around like not having a constant twenty four seven. Like here's where I'm at. Here's who I'm with. Mm. Like I and I want to run this by you because I've started to notice this too. I know you and I talked about this a couple months ago, and you were kind of saying, you know, I just don't feel like the stuff I'm wanting to put on stories is really worth sharing. I'm kind of, I'm getting to that point a little bit too, where I'm just like, why would I share the selfie? Like, what's the utility of this? Who wants to see this? Does this look young? Does it look immature? Like I've been second guessing a lot of that stuff. Not because I'm like, oh, my views will go down, but I'm like, what's the point? Do people really want to see this stuff? And I like, they do. And I know that intellectually. And so I've been having a little bit of a hard time around that lately, but at the same time, you want to keep some things private. 
and you want to actually not share. And I just don't want to walk around all day with a fucking phone in my <laughs> hand, taking selfies of what I'm doing and who I'm seeing and, and whatever. And, and it's just an interesting evolution that's happened over the last several years, I feel like. I've, I feel like part of it's been an evolution of what I've been interested in. And so sometimes I've been seeing these influencers and they're sharing every little piece. And I, sometimes my literal thought is, who gives a fuck? Go be with your family. Go do like, I've seen this a lot. And even just the last, it's right now we're in the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I've seen a couple people and they're not even influencers. These are some like friends actually, uh, like have, you know, 3000 followers and posting these like selfies. And then the comments like, I haven't been online. I'm just present with my family. And, and I'm like, but you are online because you just wrote this. Like when I'm not, I just, if you look at my story since Christmas, I've hardly posted anything. I've just like reposted some memes, but I, I haven't been online. And when people post that they're not online, but they're showing a picture when they're online, I just want to shake them. So I've, I've just been like, if you're off, just be off. Don't make an announcement that you're off. It's especially don't do six slides that you're off. Like, here's how I've been present. And this is how I've been with my, like, there's, there's all this explanation and I'm going, but there's six slides of stories about how you're not here. This doesn't make sense. But you're, but you're here. So, (laughs) so, so I, as a consumer or as just a friend of seeing this from people that I know have been so annoyed by it that I'm just not doing it. And so there's things where it's not even that I don't even, maybe the audience is interested, like that I, you know, I flew to North Carolina, I didn't do any stories in the airport, I didn't do any story, I didn't do any travel stories, because I'm like, I don't care. So I don't <laughs> care, like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want people to be like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing, Danny. And especially, I'm not going to say how I'm being present with people and then post about how I'm being present with people. I'm absolutely not going to do that. So I've been really just stepping back and just paying attention to this like just I think for me it's about congruency so if I really want to be present I'm not going to post about how I'm being present I'm just (laughs) going to do it and not say it so I've been in a this and so in a way too it's about the privacy as well like I don't have to share every little thing and I also don't have to talk about how I'm not sharing everything because I think that just goes into it feeds into the you're telling everybody that you're keeping things private but then are you really keeping things private when you keep saying that you're doing that it's to me, it's a little ass backwards. It I don't is. Know. Yeah, it definitely is. Let <laughs> me ask you this. I This is a, something I just have been thinking about along the lines of digital modesty, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's this idea, and I forget, I think we've talked about this before, this idea that high value partners, high value men, mm-hmm. let's say, high value men um, appreciate more modest women, uh, especially online. Yet, mm-hmm. some of these female accounts, OnlyFans, uh, you know, these millions of followers, super sexy lingerie models, you go in the comments of those posts, it's like, I'd love to be your husband. I'd give anything to be your husband. What do you think is going on here? Like, is this, and we think about like the success of something like OnlyFans, like even some of these men who were probably like, I prefer a more modest wife probably fucking OnlyFans account. (laughs) Like, is this two different things? I mean, obviously we'd probably have to get like a a male expert on for this conversation, but like, how do you make sense of that? Because I think a lot of women, and this is why I'm saying it, I think a lot of women think that if I want to attract male attention, then I need Mm -hmm. to show my ass. And I certainly did. I was like, doesn't my, doesn't this selfie look hot? Doesn't my ass look good or whatever, like whatever it was. Like I definitely had some ass shots like years ago. And I think there was part of me that was like, 
I look good. I want potential guys to see this, you know, not that I was thinking that consciously, but, and now I'm like horrified a little bit of of that. You know, like I I still probably like every once in a while, maybe post like something like a little thirst trappy, but certainly not back then. So how do you make sense of this where we go, well, I am trying to attract men. So I'm going to just show my body. And then they get the affirmation uh, in likes and comments and DMs and all that kind of stuff or money in the case of OnlyFans. How do you make sense of it? I think, well, I think it comes back to what we talked about at the beginning was who you're attracting. And like how I said, well, there's guys that we might have a fun night or two with, but we wouldn't spend our life with them. I think it goes both ways for the dudes. They're like, I'll have a fun night with this bitch, but I don't want her to be my wife or have, you know, raise my children. Doesn't mean that they're not attracted to it or have this secret fetish about it. Like they want that secretly or even openly. Some of these guys, you know, definitely want it openly. In fact, I actually prefer the ones who want it openly instead of the yes. like the fake yes. who who want this modest whatever woman on the outside and then you like they have a secret life. But I think it goes both ways. I think sometimes we we know what the you know, what a long-term healthy relationship could look like or someone we want to raise a family with. And we know the person that we just want to have fun with and have a fling with that it's never going to last. And I think, I think with guys, it's the same thing. I think there's this desire to have this sexual fantasy or whatever, whatever kind of fantasy it is. And then there's the desire to, you know, raise a family and have their children take their name and and make something of themselves. So I don't think it's that much different, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's, I think it is definitely, um, I don't think it's much different. I think it comes down to like, yes, it's like what I want to fuck this person versus what I want to have. Like when I want to have like a real long-term relationship with this person, I feel like that's, that's different. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, I think the sexy stuff, of course, and I'm just as guilty as the next person, but the sexy stuff, you know, gives people the, gives potential suitors or potential partners the feel of like, okay, this person is available for sex in a way, you know? And I yeah. was <laughs> for several years. So, you know, it's, it was reflective of that. And, but that's probably not the same input as I want to wife this woman and I want her to have my children and I want you know her to raise my children. I want to bring her out in society and show her off and whatever. I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not a dude, but maybe some men like that their wives are lingerie models. And they're like, oh, look yeah. at they, they, like my wife gets all this attention, but I'm the one who gets her, you know, I'm the one who gets to yeah. have her. Well, I just sent you, um, it was a little thing about abortion, but that girl that did the video, I just came across her profile and I'm freaking obsessed. Like I started going down the rabbit hole and that's how I found that video. Um, uh, her name was like Fada. I don't know. I'll look it up, but she is an OnlyFans model, but she's a virgin and she's been on a couple podcasts with these dudes that are just like, she's saying she's a virgin and they're just like, but how, how can you post that stuff? And then like, doesn't stuff happen? And she's like, how would anything happen? I'm posting things alone in my room. Mm. And these, like these dudes cannot handle that. This woman could be sexual on OnlyFans and literally has had no sexual experience with a man. So we have to also be careful. And, and actually this came across in the Paris memoir as well. She talked about, she had this persona being sexy, but she really, she felt at the time very asexual. She wasn't really into, she had some bad experiences and so we can't assume that how a woman shows up when she shows her body, when she does anything sexy online, that she's even a sexual person or slutty person or whatever yeah. we want to make up about her too. Totally. So I think that's, yeah, I think it's really like what you said about, you know, maybe the guy's fine with it. It's like, 
she could be, have only slept with one man, her husband, and still post online oh. and just be raking and raking in the money from these dudes. <laughs> like, I'd be like, "Yes, girl, go get it. Totally. Show your tits, show your ass to them, and then come home to me. Bring the money and like, let's do this." <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a good conversation, and it's just an interesting concept of digital modesty, and you know, digital modesty, I guess, with what you wear and how you look, but also maybe digital modesty around like just not sharing every single thing that's happening in your life. You know, I think. I would probably not be attracted to someone if they if their roles were reversed and they were constantly sharing all everything we were doing every second. You know, I'd be like, can we can we not like just share every single thing? Like some stuff needs to be private. I don't know if it's just because we're older, because Instagram Stories has been around for a long time, or Snapchat or what. But I definitely am having a different relationship with. Um, yeah. I don't want to say attention, maybe visibility, or maybe just uh, prioritizing where I want to spend my time and where I want to make the biggest impact. And I guess I'm questioning things about like, does me sharing every little thing I'm doing throughout my day to where there's nothing that's private, is that really mm-hmm. beneficial? You know, is it, is my business, would my business be that much better if I did? And I yeah. just don't think it's true. I don't think it's, you know, you look at people like a Marie Forleo, some of the people that have been in the industry such a long time, these really smart and successful internet marketers and, you know, like we can say what we want about, oh, they're not as real or that everything's like a little bit more highly produced, or maybe it's a little bit more curated, but you don't see these people who are having massive success, like sharing every single tiny detail of their day and their relationship. And uh, things are a little bit more curated, a little bit more like, hey, this is yeah. a business account, you know? And it doesn't mean I don't like, fl- you know, share a couple of things about my personal life or whatever. I think people like to know that you're human, but. I think you can have success without sharing every single thing. Oh, for sure. I don't see Tony Robbins. I don't see Brendan Burchard stuff. I don't see a lot of these people who are doing very well financially and have a lot of followers sharing every little thing. So it's definitely not necessary. It's a, it's what we want to do or how we choose to show up with our audience or with our with our fans or with our followers. But I don't think it's a requirement. So yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think, you know, if you're back to, you know, attracting the type of person, it's just asking yourself, you know, what kind of person you're trying to attract. And if you're being the kind of person that would attract that, and that doesn't mean to change anything. It doesn't mean you need to, if you're happy with how everything is showing up and you're happy with the jokes you tell or the the body parts you've shown, like by all means, fucking own it. I, I mean, honestly, I think my body shots when I was younger, I was rocking it and it's fine and now there's stuff I just laugh at but it was me it was what was true to me at the time and today I wouldn't necessarily do the same thing but for completely different reasons so I don't know I think that we're going to always shift and evolve and no matter what it's kind of like when the Facebook memories come up we cringe at some of the things that we used to say mm-hmm. or do and with with clothes I remember when I got married and looking at my mom's wedding dress it was so old and remember she's like I I saved it for my daughter to wear and I was like mom there's no way in hell I'm gonna wear your wedding dress from the 70s and I was thinking about my wedding dress and I'm going I cannot imagine saving my wedding dress for a future potential daughter in 20 25 years even though I don't think it's gonna go out of style I already look back and I'm like no that is not fucking in style so things go out of style the way we show up on social media goes out of style we evolve everything evolves and changes so I think, you know, you own things for where you're at and you shift as you need to shift and you change when you need to change. And that's totally 
part of evolution. Something actually really cool about having like an online diary of where you've been. You know, it's kind of cool to look back as much as I do cringe about some of the Facebook memories. It's actually really interesting to be like, oh yeah, that was where I was in my journey at that time. You know, and to your point, not judging it and just being like that, it was what it was. What else were you going to do that you were just doing your best at that moment with the information you had? And it's not bad. It was actually fine for the time. And it's just now, you know, you're evolving and you're a little bit different. You're in a different space. And I think that's, it's kind of fun to look back at social media and be like, yeah, it's an online diary. I mean, posting on Instagram since 2012, you know, it's like fucking almost 12 years of documentation. Our parents didn't have anything like that. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I love the most actually is because when stories started, as we can look in the archive and go, what was I doing this exact day five years Mm -hmm. ago, this exact day three years ago, which is really fun. And that's the only thing that's made me bummed about not posting every single day is because I think future me wants to know what I was doing today. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So maybe you should post a little more, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I should. Um, All right, y'all. Well, did you have something else to say? No, I was just going to say future me wants to know. Future so, you. I know. There actually, yeah. I saw this tweet earlier that was like, I wish my, one of my biggest regrets is not documenting my journey from the beginning. And I kind of feel like that sometimes with, and granted it was early days of like smartphones and stuff. So it's not that I have a ton of images from like 2010, 2011 of me like mm-hmm. working in the business or being at events. I have like a handful, but I wish I had more of that. I wish I had more of the pictures when I thought I was fat, even though, cause I was just like, I don't want to take any pictures, even though like I was a normal size and like healthy, yeah. but I wish I had more of those. You know, I only have pictures of when I was like really shredded or in shape, you know, but I think we can all look back and just, I don't know. I think take more pictures just for you, just to have them. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts, people. Um, please leave us a review. We have, we, I don't think we've had any in a while and love to have some more. Uh, go to the Best Life Podcast on Apple iTunes. Um, is it iTunes? Not iTunes. The podcast app. <laughs> and scroll to the bottom in our, where you go to the Best Life Podcast. Scroll to the bottom. There's some stars. Click on five stars and then that will allow you to leave the review. So five stars, then it'll go to a page make a title that's cool, whatever you want, and then leave a few sentences for us so other people can listen to the podcast. You can share about an episode that you liked. You can share about your overarching ideas of how you like this podcast, or you can just share any damn thing you feel like sharing about that has to do with the show. So we'd love to hear your thoughts and we hope to see you on the next episode. All right. Bye guys. Bye.